Welcome to the Homegirls with Degrees podcast. We are so excited to share another episode with you all. Today's episode will focus on Elsie's career and future plans within the school psychology field. We hope you find this episode very helpful, especially if you are thinking of transitioning work environments within your own field. Hey, Elsie. Hey, homegirl. How are you doing? It's nice to finally meet. I know. Hey, Lily, how are you doing? I'm excited to see you too. It's been a few weeks already. We haven't um, catched up, but it's nice to finally be in this space with you. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed doing this and I'm making an effort to really meet with you and make this happen and trying to stay consistent. So um, I'm really excited to record today. Um, Before that, we can do a really quick check-in. I know it's fall already, and I love, you know, the season. Holidays are coming up. This month, October, is your your birthday month. So do you have any plans? Yes, it is. I'm excited. Scorpio season. I have some plans, you know, with some friends, of course, you are invited. Um, It's going to be very simple this year. I don't want to do anything too extravagant. I just want to keep it low key. So definitely enjoying my close friends as much as I as I could and then seeing some family members for my birthday and just enjoying the fall and enjoying every minute of it. I definitely love Halloween. I love to dress up, do the whole costume thing. So I am definitely excited. And how are you doing, Lily? How are you looking forward to the fall? Yeah, I really like that you dress up and you go all out. It's pretty fun. I never really used to do that or I wasn't really into it. Um, And then now, obviously, with the boys and the family, it's actually fun and I want to have like a theme every year (laughs) so I did dress them up this year already because we had a birthday party for my brother yesterday Um, and then I'll be dressing them up again and doing like a photo shoot and then you know from here on like it's gonna fly um, with all the holidays so um, really excited to just be with the family but yeah how um, cute yeah can I ask, what did you dress your your baby's ass? What was yes. that? Yeah, so I dressed my boys as Buzz Lightyear <laughs> and oh, Woody uh, from Toy Story. And my niece was actually Jessie. So we did a little oh, trio. <laughs> that is so adorable. I love that. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, that's pretty much all that's happening, you know, for the rest of the year, family, holidays, getting together, uh, relaxing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Elsie, are you ready to start your interview today? Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm pumped. All righty, here we go. Um, So as many of you might know, Elsie is a school psychologist. We have shared that a couple of times. And this is her fifth year doing this. And I would like to know what you enjoy about your profession. Yes, so it's been five years. I can't believe it. It feels like it's been longer, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, You know, my career has a lot of ups and downs. 
But in terms of what I enjoy the most is definitely working with families, working with the children. That's why I do what I do to hopefully make a difference in a, in a child's life. I enjoy working with children in many different aspects. So I do counseling, I do testing, report writing, I do interventions, and every single day is never a boring day. So that is a blessing, right? I have to look at that as a positive. I love to support the children's mental health and teach them coping strategies for anxiety, for grief, for anger management. I work with an array of, of like learning abilities, right? So students come to me in every, um, in just different walks of life. No child is the same. And that's the beauty of it, right? That each child brings gifts. So I definitely like to, to speak to the children and to hopefully make a make a difference in their life if it's through counseling if it's through testing them right for for a learning disability it's just a lot of different little things that i really enjoy about my profession but those little things are what keep me going and and really um i think it's the love that i feel for my job that really pushes me to be a better school psychologist. I love that. Yeah, you definitely have a lot going on. And um, I like how you do so much, which is good and bad, right? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And we'll be sharing that throughout today's episode. But I, um, I definitely agree on giving back. We need a lot of more presentation and you're doing that. So thank you for your job, Elsie, and everything that you do. And you. <laughs> just as how you you love, you know, some things about your job, I'm sure there are other things that you don't. So uh, what is something negative about your field or something that you are struggling with or um, have struggled with before uh, within your field? So I definitely embrace or try to embrace what I do but like every other job we all have stressors we all have areas of discomfort within the field so within my field I would definitely say it would be the high testing caseload while managing these timelines related to a student's individualized educational plan also known as an IEP we as school psychologists do a lot of testing, a lot of report writing, and some of these reports are up to 30 pages depending on the district that you work with and what their requirements are for the for the report. Um, for more litigious cases, it's a longer report. So I definitely have a few of those and it's very time consuming because so much goes into a report the health and development, their overall ability to learn, their health and other related services that they may receive. So these reports are not just, you know, a few pages. They're pretty lengthy. It's like writing a thesis again. So I definitely do um, feel like that could be burdensome because 
it's a lot that you have to put into these reports. Another thing also, Lily, is navigating and, and just juggling all these cases that I have as it relates to counseling. Uh, sometimes crisis happens at schools. Crisis can be a, a student may be reporting that he or she is feeling suicidal thoughts. They may even have a plan, right? So when that happens, I have to let go of the reports. I have to let go of the testing and my whole day is devoted to that child who is feeling suicidal. So it's a lot of just trial and error as well. You know, you live and you learn with what you do. Um, you know, I have days where I have to stay till 8 p.m. because, um, you know, I had to make a tough call and call DCFS and now I'm waiting for the police and for the social worker to come into the school and test the, or not test, <laughs> and interview the student to see, to determine if the student is safe to go home. So every day is just very different. And um, another area that I struggle with or that is hard for me to navigate is the reality of how gun, gun violence in schools is something very prevalent now, unfortunately. So I definitely do see that um, gun violence is invading a lot of our schools, right? So we need to create a shift in the way we think. Um, and oftentimes it's more about being safe in our everyday now. So I have a lot of teachers in my school site or other staff members that tell me, you know, I'm very nervous to go into work because what if something happens? You know, I recently went into a training that was regarding school shootings and what to do if an active shooter is in a school. So I never thought I would be part of something like that. And even the, the presenters who were cops were saying like, dang, I can't believe we're up here presenting to teachers and to principals. I, we can't believe this. Like this is so surreal. So it's not only me feeling like this, it's, educators it's police officers too because they didn't sign up for this either but yeah so there's there's beautiful things about my job and there's definitely things I don't like but I hope that answers that question yeah absolutely definitely hear you um the last part and I mean just everything that you do sounds so overwhelming <laughs> and you have so many roles right you must fulfill and um, I hear you on the shootings and the school shootings and everything we have to go through as educators, as teachers, or as staff. Um, it's really sad that we are living in these times. And we can definitely expand on this topic, um, maybe in the future, really specifically what's happening. But um, we all know, society knows what's happening and nothing's really getting done um, to protect the children and to protect educators. So moving on, uh, thank you for sharing. What impact do you have as a school psychologist? I know you have and you do so much. So want to hear your perspective. So I feel like the impact that I bring to schools is that I offer a listening ear. And I and I tend to try my best to listen without judging the student because my relationship with the student is what I find the most important. If the student trusts me, 
that is a plus because the student then could come and and talk to me regarding whatever issue they're having, if that is them battling depression, if that's them questioning their sexuality, if that's them feeling suicidal, right? There's so many things children go through. So I definitely feel like I bring a great impact in the schools that I serve or that I have served because I'm there to support, I'm there to encourage the student to try harder if they feel like they can't learn the same way as other students i'm there to test them right so i definitely work in a in a in a team and i tend to collaborate with the teacher with the principal even with the parent to really find a, a way that the child can reach their full potential if that's them being in a different class setting I support with that. I support with how best they learn. And I do a lot. I feel like I wear a lot of different hats. You know, sometimes I'm more of a mental health professional. Other days, I'm more of a educational specialist, right? So I have to wear so many different roles. I, I do a lot in my day-to-day -day basis. And Children are always free to come to my office. They love being there because it's so welcoming and I decorate it very nice, right? So they feel super joyful and I feel it. I feel the, the, their, like, their, their energy when they come into my office, they just sit, they want to play with a stress ball and that's fine. Like I, I give them breaks, you know, and I call my office an oasis, right? It's, a place where they're safe and they can be them themselves and just be free for a few minutes and then go back to class. So I definitely feel grateful to have that space to offer families even and also children, obviously, to come and feel that support when they need it. And in terms of educational psychologist or educational specialist, right, that just relates to what I do in terms of psychoeducational reports. I do a lot of testing, like I said, and I try my best to find what disability category the student best fits. And by doing all of that, right, I work with a team, I work with parents to feel or, you know, to better support where they're at, right? And how they feel about their child and what they're what, what they need to be successful. So it's not only me doing the work, it's the whole team. And I feel like that brings an impact on my uh on my performance and on my role in the school setting. So that concludes that question, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like you said, you wear different hats. So I can just imagine the impact that you do have for, you know, that school, for the children, for the parents, for the community in general. Um, so thank you again for doing all of that. And like you said, I see pictures of your office and how welcoming it is. And I'm sure the kids love to being there if they don't like being in the classroom, especially. Um, oh, yeah, sometimes a little too much. I have to, you know, 
set boundaries with the children too because some days they just want to stay in there for a little too long oh <laughs> I'll see well it you know I've mentioned this before I you know I love being around your aura you're so peaceful and calm Thank you. um how you carry yourself so I don't blame them they just want to be hanging out with you <laughs> <laughs> So um, next question, where do um, school psychologists typically work? I know you share, you know, obviously you're in a school, but there are other options for anyone else that's looking at, um, you know, to expand or just kind of learning. Yes. So like you just said, school psychologists typically work in schools that can be any school from a private to a preschool to a public school. So right now I'm, I am in a public setting, right? So I work in a K through uh, fifth grade currently, but a school psychologist can also work in school-based health and mental health centers. They can also work in hospitals and clinics even, and in juvenile justice programs. And if you have the right credentialing, such as a LEP, which is um, short for a licensed educational psychologist, if you have the the credential or um, or the credits for that, then you could always open up your own private practice. So that takes time, that takes money, right? Because you do need money to get the space and to buy all the all the testing protocols, the testing equipment. It's not given to you like as if you were to work in a school district, everything is there for you. So it's definitely a little bit trickier. But um, also if you want to get a higher education, uh, you can always go back and get your PhD or your psych D to work in a university or in a more clinical setting. So be a psychiatrist, a, a, a child psychologist, right? There's so many different avenues that you can grow in within school psychology if you're no longer feeling the school setting. Awesome, yeah, you definitely have a lot of um, options out there. And um, I believe somebody also had shared that they were working in like a juvenile justice program or something like that. So um, that was really interesting to me. There's so many options out there. <laughs> but next question, um, and it just kind of like continues. Um, what, um, how can you grow within the school psychology field? Let's say for you right now, your school psych, what are some things that you can do um, to continue growing? Yes. So I definitely feel like I need to learn more about my, my profession, but learn more in terms of what can school psychologists do outside of the school. So because of that, um, I do want to obtain my licensure, specifically my LEP, which is again, the licensed educational psychologist credential. And that is done through the California Board of Behavioral Sciences. And with that, you know, you could eventually um, have your own private practice. So that's uh, definitely a future goal that I have because I do eventually want to work with communities 
um, that I want to work with or have clients that I want. So as a private clinician or a private assessor, you can always pick and choose your clients versus in a school district, everything's done for you, right? You have an over, um, you, you have just too many kids to test, right? Because they don't really care about how much you can handle, right? They're there to just get the IEPs done. So that's where I feel a disconnect, right? So that's why I think future goals are related to me learning more about my financial literacy, learning more about how to grow my assets within my own job duties, bettering my credit score. I learned from low battery. So I, I could go ahead and obtain a better paying job or just have more responsibilities. And I'm also investing in my education once again, I think it's always important to just keep learning because there's nothing wrong with learning, right? I think we we grow more and we're just able to do more for people once we learn more about the law and how and how politics work within education. So I definitely want to encourage all of our listeners to never settle because of fear or change or failure, right? We often stop ourselves because we feel like we can't do it or we feel scared to make that change. But if you have goals in your life and you feel like you can reach those goals because you're actively doing something towards those goals, then you will reach that. So I definitely don't want to limit myself as just being a school psychologist or just working in schools. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but I do want to eventually grow um, and move on, right, to more, just more clinical, to a more clinical aspect of, of school psychology or just being a more of a more of an individual, right? That doesn't depend on the school district, but we will see how that goes for me. I'm still trying to figure it all out, but that's definitely what I have going on for myself in terms of of school psychology and and trying to navigate outside of the school setting. So hopefully um, once we do another one of these episodes, I could have more information regarding my progress on that yeah thank you for sharing Elsie I do love that and um, I like how you know we're always finding ways to grow and do something different challenging ourselves I've thought about um, not going back to school but just taking classes because I love school (laughs) and so I am also doing research on like what are some ways that I can grow within my own field right um taking advantage of like professional development opportunities, um, maybe um, tackling on more tasks or duties, uh, responsibilities, which is what's happening now that I'm going, I went back to school. So we can talk so much more about, you know, our professions and how we can grow uh, because we are different people now. Uh, we, you know, uh, we created this podcast when um, we were just um, getting out of grad school. So I think, yeah, I think it was like that summer or, you know, it, we were in a different headspace. So now 
it's obviously we've tested out our profession and we kind of see how it is um, and things we like, things we don't like, things we want to improve on. So this concludes our episode today. Uh, please tune in to our upcoming episodes. Elsie, thank you for sharing about your profession. Um, for next time, we will have our very first Cafecito y Cuentos episode, which uh, just means that we'll be featuring special guests other than ourselves. <laughs> and our first guest is going to be um, the one and only um, Natalie Ramirez, who is Elsie's sister. And I would love if Elsie can um, introduce or, you know, her sister. <laughs> Yes, so Natalie Ramirez is my sister, and I'm excited to have her on our show. She obtained her doctorate from Harvard University in the area of romance, languages, and literatures, and she just finished her program, so she's fresh out of Harvard. So I'm very excited to um, be able to interview her this upcoming month, hopefully, and we will have that shortly for you all. Yeah, thank you so much, Elsie. And stay tuned to me, Natalie. I'm so excited to um to hear that episode. Until next time, bye-bye.